Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Joe, and this is the one, two, third week of OSR October. And for this week, I am discussing Paladins and Rangers for OD&D. And when I say OD&D, I'm using the big umbrella <laughs> uh, term for OD&D. I mean, um, of course, the original box set of Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, the Holmes edition. I mean, the BX editions. And I mean, Beck Me. And of course, all the clones thereof. Um, and R- Rules Encyclopedia. A lot of people consider Rules Encyclopedia, uh, Rules Encyclopedia, and Beckman to be the same thing. I consider them to be different editions. That's me. So a while back, Daniel from the Bandits Keep, an excellent podcast, by the way, was on the show. And we were actually discussing things like whose story is it? And we got off on a side topic about character classes. And I think I actually cut that from the final cut of the show because it was going long anyway, and it was off topic. But I I knew I was going to have to talk about it. In fact, I wrote down some index cards like to do these episodes. And then uh, uh, OSR October was coming up. I'm like, oh, perfect place for it. So Daniel and I agree that the three core classes of fighter, magic user, and cleric are really perfect. You don't need any others thieves i i i have a love-hate relationship with thieves and i don't think it's the concept of a thief character class i think it was the execution i'm not that's not a slam of gygax by any means the the hobby was new it was moving fast you know he he was just making stuff out of his head from nothing and and that's brilliant, right? I'm looking back at this with 50 years, half a century later. Wow, can you believe that? Half a century later. And of, of course, things change over time. And there's been a billion people, hyperbole, um, since those days who have had works and have published books and other games and blog posts and all that. And all that has filtered in my head. And, you know... Uh, standing on the shoulders of giants, I believe is the expression. So, yeah, I, I, I would implement the thief differently. And in fact, that's going to be next week's show. But this week, we're talking about the paladin and the ranger. Um, so, like I said, the three core classes are, are good. And when you're looking like AD&D and the later editions, you start adding even more classes like the monk. And Sam, who called into the show once and uh, has left typey feedback a few times, um, has mentioned that he doesn't see the point of the monk. The monk is just a a fisty fighter. (laughs) And I think you also said the barbarian is just an angry fighter. And, And I agree. You don't need separate classes for those things. If you want a very martial character, just call it a fighter and play it that way. And the paladin is kind of the same way. The paladin is your, your holy warrior. And D&D already has a holy warrior. It's called the cleric. In fact, in the AD&D book, it even goes 
so far as to say that the cleric resembles uh, the, med the medieval orders of um, crusaders. The, the, they don't use the word crusaders. The, the military holy orders. Um, and those were knights. <laughs> those were knights who were fighting for, for a holy cause, like the Knights Templar and uh, the Hospitaliers and all those. But then that leaves a gap of, you know, just that holy man, more of the, the friar type. And so if we want to say that the cleric has morphed into that friar type, that more, you know, the, the village priest more than the holy warrior, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll give you that. And so then that leaves the gap where we need a paladin character class. But to me, there's no need to invent a whole new class. And... If you ask me, I think, by the way, if the audio there was bad, I apologize. I just realized that my uh, headset cable is wrapped around the mic stand. And that might have been rubbing out into the uh, microphone. So I apologize. Also, I'm using a new microphone setting. Uh, <laughs> when I plugged in my mic, I noticed this orange box on my Mac and I clicked on it and it had this setting called voice isolation. So I'm giving that a try for the first time. Anyway, paladins. Um, yeah, if you, you ask me, the original paladin is, is just overhyped. It's a very munchkin-y class. Um, the, the holy mount, the laying on hands, the immunity for all that stuff. It's just overkill. If you want a holy warrior, why make it so complicated? Just do a fighter cleric multi-class. Period. That's it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second, about what I mean by multi-class, because that definition changes over the editions, and the way I'm doing it is even different from all those. So, all right. So that's the paladin. Next one is the ranger. I bet you know where this is going. So again, the ranger is it's your wilderness fighter. Again, I'm not convinced that we need a class for that. But it is an interesting niche, and we already have mechanical things that we could overlay there and make that work. So, so I'm, I'd be totally okay to do this. And just like I said, a paladin was a fighter cleric multi-class. The ranger's going to be a fighter druid multi-class. But wait, Joe, I hear you say. The Drew didn't exist in OD&D. It didn't exist in Holmes. It didn't exist in BX. It kind of weirdly existed in Beckme and Rules Cyclopedia. Yeah. It was a very weird implementation of the Druid. It's like, they, I think it was in Companion that they came up with the Druid. And rather than just saying, here's a new character class, they were like, Here's something your cleric can become once he hits 7th level or ninth level or something. I bet someone out there will know and call and tell me what the right level was. Which, to me, that just sounds weird. You know, I've been dedicated to the god Elog all my life. But now that I'm 7th level, I'm changing to the god Silvius. <laughs> and I'm going to become a druid. I, I, no, doesn't make sense to me. So... For druids, what we're going to do is going to use the spells from OD&D. So in OD&D, the druid, well, actually the druid first appears in Greyhawk, but that's more as a monster 
uh, to encounter as a character class. It first shows up in Eldritch Wizardry, and that's where it has the list of Druid spells. So I would use the spell list from Eldritch Wizardry if you want to go, or if you don't have Eldritch Wizardry and you do happen to have um, Dungeons & Dragons Companion from the Beckman edition or Rules Encyclopedia, you can just use those spell lists. Uh, but yeah, just a ranger is just a fighter druid multi-class. Even if you don't have the druid class, which in my world I wouldn't, yeah, there you go. It's that simple. All right, so what do I mean by multi-classing? You know, if you listen to the show at all, you know that I am a strong proponent of human-only campaigns. I think when you add the non-humans, the way it has traditionally been done, it fades the humans out to worthlessness. And we are all human. We have eons of human history behind us that have all been interesting and fascinating in all the, the tales from like medieval times. Fascinating, exciting adventures. And they're all humans. I mean, I don't... Eh. When you add a non-human to a story, the point is always to point out something about humanity and yeah, whatever. So I'm a fan of human only. I don't knock you if you like playing a dwarf all the time. Um, you know, we all like different things. So for in a human only campaign, what I would do is, well, there's, there's two options, right? You can just do the traditional, you take all the XP you get and you divide it in half. And as you cross each threshold, that class levels up. Um, yeah, that's, that's okay. I think that makes it feel more like a fighter cleric than it does a paladin, though. So what I would do is I would just call it a paladin, and I would charge um, the full cost of the more expensive class, which in this case is fighter, because a fighter requires 2,000 XP for second level, and half the XP of the less expensive class, so both uh, Cleric and Druid use the same progression charts, and that's the one for the Cleric. And just like I said, the, the fighter was uh, 2,000, the Cleric is 1,500, so half of 1,500 is 750, so I would just say that the base experience for a Ranger or a Paladin I would just say that the base cost for a ranger or a paladin is uh, $2,750. That's, that's good enough. And, and why half? Uh, I think because a lot of what you're paying for is things like uh, the additional hit die. I mean, that's, that's the majority of your cost right there, right, for the XP. Uh, but your increased chances to hit... Um, your increased access to spells and everything. And so... Charging twice for that when it's as a ranger, you're going to go up to second level. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't charge full price for that. So that's, that's my rationale for doing it that way. That's the way I would do that in a human-only campaign. However, I know that I am in the minority for the human-only campaign stuff. So the other way to handle this, and if I were doing a multiracial campaign, this is the way I would do it, is I would do it racist class. By racist class, I mean just like in Holmes Onward, where the elf is a fighter magic user, although Holmes does it a little differently than they do even later on. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I would do it. And I would say that dwarves would be your, your paladin race. Now, really, if I were doing this in my world, I tend to think of dwarves as more magical and elves as more spiritual. And I would probably call the elves the paladins and the dwarves would be the photomagic user types. Um, but that requires rejiggering too many of the rules and stuff in, in order to drop this in for somebody. I think it's easier to just say the dwarves are the spiritual ones and uh, they are your, your paladins. They are your fighter clerics. Then for the ranger, I would say <laughs> the trusty old wood elf. Ta-da. Yeah, that's it. Uh, a sub, you know, your, your normal elf is your high elf or whatever. But the wood elves, one who lives in the woods and everything, they would be your rangers. They would have your fighter druid combinations. Now, unlike the human one where I'm going to charge 2750, I'm adding an extra 500 for the non-human ones because this, uh, this is the cost, so to speak, for uh, the non-human abilities, you know, seeing the dark, uh, detecting slopes, plus four to saving throws, all those things, just rolling them up, charging, you know, 500. Now, if you wanted to, and you wanted to rip out, um, <laughs> if you wanted to look up uh, Aaron Smale's uh, A More Perfect Class, where he breaks everything down by cost, I didn't do that. I suppose I could have. I didn't. If you wanted to do that and do that, knock yourself out. Yeah, so that's it. Those are my ideas for incorporating the Ranger and the Paladin into OD&D, you know, Beckme, BX, Holmes, all the retro clones, without it being over the top, without it requiring like hardcore new classes with all these new different special abilities and everything. It gives you that character to play, that holy warrior, that woodland warrior. And it's so simple just using the stuff that's already there. Let me know what you think of the idea. I suspect that James wouldn't like it. I suspect that Daniel would be kind of on the fence, but kind of liking it. And I think Jason would like it. That's my guess. Let me know what you think. The way to do that is <laughs> sending an email to feedback at decahedron.com. Or you can call our voice feedback line, which is 562-774-2278. If you'd rather use your computer than your phone, you can go to sayhi.chat slash degahedron, and that lets you record a message and leave it for me. Um, of course, the anchor thing still works. If you can get to it, sure, knock yourself out, do it that way. And there's the play well, web forums at www.decahedron.com slash boards if you leave off the slash boards that's just the decahedron landing page there's a section in there how to leave feedback it's all listed there it's all in the show notes it's all in the outro music that you are hearing now probably again thanks for listening let me know what you think about my idea for the paladin and for the ranger does it work for you is my experience point cost too high too low just right yeah i, I really am curious let me know uh, I'll play your feedback unless you ask me not to. And uh, yeah, that's it. So until next time, happy gaming, happy life. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562-774-2278. That's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. 
You can also email us at feedback at decadron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decadron.com. Remember that Decadron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep those dice rolling. Thank you.